Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Eva, you won't believe it. Uh, we've got a new one. A new one, what? Uh, <laughs> a new name. I've just seen an email in the office to the speak holes. Oh. Not that one before, have we? We have not. I mean, we've had quite a few. So if I think about it, we've been... Uh, the Spackmans, the Spacemans is a popular one. Spacemans, one of my favourites, of course. Speakerman. Spearman. Stakeman. Yeah. Spolman. Okay. There's loads in there. But anyway, there but, think... but you'll never beat the Fitzpatricks. <laughs> Were the Speakmans, married couple, life change therapists, authors and TV therapists. Eva also loves tropical fruit, which, you know, when you have it all over the house, it's enough to make a man go crazy. <laughs> oh, it's such a bad joke. Uh, we help people to deal with anxiety disorders so that things like panic attacks, phobias, OCDs and eating disorders. And in hearing what others have overcome, our approach and a bit of clever theory too, we're sure that you'll feel able to make a change in your life. So put the kettle on. This is Making the Change. Mr. and Mrs. Fitzpatrick. And then my favourite was, um, do you remember, there was a, twi- a tweet that we got and it said something like, watched you uh, help that person with the phobia on TV. That was amazing. Well done, Eve and Barry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eve and Barry. But the Speak Holds is a new one anyway. Yeah, so, I can't wait so to share that with you. So the Speak Holds, the Eve and Barry Fitzpatrick. So there's been quite a combo there. there. Uh, but it's funny though, isn't it? Because I, I guess that we all hear things and we all see things in our own way because everybody's reality. There's no one reality, we always say it. And, and that's that's why, I guess, to some degree, we have a justice system because you've got one side that completely believes one thing and you've got another side that completely believes another. But like you said, there's always, what is it you say? You always say there's, there's your story, my story, and then there's the truth. The truth, yeah. <laughs> Two sides to every story isn't the case. There's always three. Yeah, there is always yeah. three. But we all do see things uh, in a different way. And we all do see things from our own perspective. And that perspective is very much dominated and impacted by our life. So, for example, that we might see somebody whispering and somebody that has got, you know, got a good healthy level of um, self-esteem, for example, will just see somebody whispering. Whereas perhaps if I've been bullied or if I've had issues at school or, you know, there's been sort of, I've had a lot of fallout with friends, then... I might think, see somebody whispering, automatically, it's like, oh my God, they must be whispering about me. You know, there is no one reality. We we all kind of move it around to suit us, to suit our lives, to suit our beliefs, to suit what we're But we, we only know what we know. Well, that's true too. You know, I mean, that that's, um, brings me right on to the fact that, you know, how 
our therapy was created and, and, and what we do. Because if you remember when uh, the, the thing that had the biggest bearing on my life was being told at the age of, of 19 that I had six to eight weeks to live. Bloody hell, that, that is... Yeah. How does a 19-year-old cope with well, six to eight do, weeks? Well, do, do you know what? I mean, I think Jeez. this, without getting into too much depth in this long story, because you know that speaking by name and nature, oh, I'm just yes. go on and on. But ultimately, what I know, because obviously you find things out later on in life, but as a child, I was always ill. I had really bad asthma. I was always on this cocktail of steroids and antibiotics, plus, you know, I've been inhalers and, uh, and, and so on. And, and essentially, when I was 19, I then started going to the toilet and, and losing blood. And I just, you know, I thought, well, that's going to... What, like a lot of blood? Well, well it was like, a, you know, I, I'd, I'd wipe my bottom and without getting, you know, too hey, listen, gross. Yeah, 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 well, I know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's, I'd, there's I'd, nothing that we can't I'd wipe my bum about. and there'd be a bit of blood. And then, and then it would get to the point where, you know, I'd go to the toilet and then there was, you know, some blood in the toilet. And then, wow. uh, and what I'd not noticed is... My skin had actually turned sort of like a greyish colour. And basically one day I collapsed, I ended up in hospital. So, so at this point, you, you've found blood when you've been to the loo, you've got blood yeah. literally bleeding um, from your bottom and yeah. you never went to see a doctor? For about a year. Oh, I, 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 do you know what? I think I think men as a as a you know we're just stubborn and we just think yeah that'll do you know yeah, uh, and and, and obviously men can still learn so much from women you know we're just not in touch with our oh, emotions. Oh, hang on, hang on, repeat. Yeah. What did you uh, say? No, no, men no. Uh, yeah. learn, <laughs> men can learn so much from women. Hang on, I'm just. Well, gonna make yeah, it. but but anyway, so uh, so I ended up in hospital and um, like now they do ultrasound and and scans and all sorts of stuff. But back then, to find out what was wrong with my bowel, I had a barium enema. Nice. Uh, it was horrific. It was basically this tube uh, on my backside. And uh, I remember being in the hospital and, and, and the consultant come in and, and putting this x-ray on the, uh, on, you know, the, the light boxes that they have. And it looked like it was just full of holes. You know, like those cheeses that are full of holes like that, but we could see my bowel. And he basically said that, look, what's actually happened, your bowel is, is so ulcerated that it stopped functioning but also what's happening is that your waste is being reabsorbed into your bloodstream and you're poisoning yourself which is why you've you know you've got this great and that was ulcerative colitis yeah but he said that actually it gone to the point that my bowel was that bad that it was turning into a condition called toxic megacolon i've got to be honest that sounds like a transformer doesn't it toxic megacolon yeah (laughs) it does actually it sounds like a michael bay film doesn't it but uh, but honestly it's uh, who's michael bay michael bay is the director of transformers oh there you go i i I don't transformers yes yeah anyway anyway, but so the thing is yeah because it it gets the point that your bowels that damage that it it can rupture and and basically it kills you and he was like you've got you know six to eight weeks to live basically but don't you worry, we're gonna, I'm going to save your life. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? He says, well, I'm going to remove your bowel totally and give you an ileostomy and a stoma and a, and a colostomy bag. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what, what else have you got? And he said, well, that's it. Well, so you're you know. 19 years of age at this point and you're being yeah. told that you're going to have to have something that's going to be with you for the rest of your life and you're not going to be able to use the toilet. So, so anyway, happens. so look, you know... Because all, all I know well, is, and, and, you know, I've kind of put two and two together and I've got to say, you're still here. I'm so, sorry, so, so you know, yeah, there's, there's, something there's a happy but, well, <laughs> you know, fortunately for me, that, that my dad always said to me that, oh. Nick, if you want the answer to, I mean, uh, you oh know, I God. miss my dad your, so much. Your but, dad was sensational. Uh, but he always said to me, if you want the answer to anything, Nick, he said, you'll find it in the library. And, uh, I, I, and I just thought, well, I'll find an answer in the library. And, and even my dad, who told me, you'll always find the answer to everything in the library, Nick, 
when I signed myself out of hospital, he said, what are you doing? And I'm like, but I'm looking for an answer. He said, yeah, but it, it doesn't always work. You know, even he, but like backtracking a bit. But anyway, uh, I went in the library and I read loads of medical books and things. And everything I, I read pretty much said that your bowel can't heal, which is what I've been told. But at the time, I'd cut my finger and I kept picking my finger because, uh, you know, I was anxious about what was going to happen. And, and I noticed that this cut on my, on my finger didn't heal. And I just had this thought, what if bowels don't heal? Because from the moment we're born to the moment we pass away, we're always eating and we always have something going through our, through our bowel. So does it, is it just, it just doesn't get, doesn't get a rest? Yes. It doesn't get a rest. So, so anyway, long story short, so I'm taking the medication, I fasted for a while and then what I did, I, you know, I, I realised that the, the most basic of foods is brown rice and I had small portions of brown rice every day and then I introduced one food at a time to the point that after about a year and a half, maybe two years, I was totally okay and I actually came off the medication and, I, and I've been okay ever since and, and actually and I, and I went back to the and this obviously as you know was when our therapy was, was you know was created because I went back to the I went back to the consultant and I said to him do you remember me and you know and I'm okay and you didn't have to remove my bowel and so on and and, uh, and I said to him and, and I feel real bad saying this now but I just said you would have ruined my life you would have ruined my life and he was like no I wanted to save your life and, and I didn't get it at the time but actually which is why I've gone right around the houses, he only knew what he knew. So basically, in his world, bowels don't heal. Right? So he was telling me, look, this is the only way to save your life, but he'd not considered other things. Because he didn't know. Um, but just two things there. So num- Well, actually three, but I'll come back to oh, that. Go on. So really? number one, it just shows that how from something bad can come something so good, because like you say, had it not been for you going through that experience... Our therapy wouldn't be where it is oh, now. So, I mean, some, not just good, something amazing because... So I'm now at the age of 20 and I'm like, well, if, if that... Well, you're actually not at the age of 20 No, now. but I was then. <laughs> right? But yeah. I was then and I was like, right, OK, well, if that's wrong, then, you know, and, and, and I realised that information is passed down, you know, and, and passed down and, and people ex- just readily accept it as opposed to challenging it. You know, and, you know, my the Nick Speakman statement is we believe everything that we don't challenge. You've got to challenge everything so at that point i started studying psychology and realizing that what we can do and then i met you i don't know 10 years later believe it or not and we've been doing it ever since yeah. together so no but that's yeah. good that's, Go that's something that's really so good was that your first there. point your second that was point? my first point my second point was that even when you believe that things can't get better they can and and, and i know that i say this to a lot of people when they say you know I, I i don't think i'll ever get over this or there is no cure but that might be just today because you don't know what's around the corner you don't know what's being developed and what might be new tomorrow because that's that's what happens you know things are developing and we're finding answers all the time but all also, the third thing I wanted to mention was about antibiotics, which I think is really interesting because obviously what we do know and, and the reason, one of the reasons that, that you became also so poorly was because of all the antibiotics that, that you killed had. the intestinal flora, exactly. the microbiome in my gut. Yeah. Now, and the thing is, thankfully, people realise that now. They didn't at the time, and, and which is why a lot of doctors say, well, look, you know, we're going to sparingly give people antibiotics and only when yeah. it's absolutely needed. But what, what blows my mind, and this is something that is just, I mean, I just think it's so exciting because it's now starting, more research is being done into it, more scientific study. And, and that the fact is that, you know, we all know that we have what we class as these sort of neurotransmitters or feel-good hormones, if you like, one of which is, is serotonin. And what's what's mind-blowing... I love a bit of serotonin. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's your feel-good hormone. Oh, of course However, it is, yeah. Up to 95%. Depends. You know what, Eva? 
Every time I look at you, I get a bit of serotonin. Oh, bless you. Yeah. Oh, Honestly, you're so cute. Go on, what were you saying? You're so cute. Um, I was going to say, though, your dad was just exceptional and he was the kindest yeah, was. human being I think I've ever met. And uh, you've definitely got his traits, but um, which is lovely. I've but got yeah. some of them. I wish I had all of them, actually. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I've got some, yeah. Yeah, but you're doing okay. all right. You're doing all right. Um, and I still fancy you, 29 okay. years in. You're not Thank a bad you. old stick. However, what what people don't realise, and again, this this is this is my, the mind-blowing thing, is that this, this feel-good hormone that we're all... You know, people know are aware, mostly aware of that 90 to 95 percent of serotonin the feel-good hormone is created in the gut it's incredible which means that only five to ten percent comes from the brain so like let's let's just sort of average it out let's say that 90 percent of it's in the gut yet we forget so if 90 percent of serotonin is, is created in in the gut then a healthy gut equals a healthy mind that's what we're talking you. about yeah, absolutely. And and I think that that is something that, that's been our mission in the last year or two is to help people. Because listen, you know, we know and we said we say this all the time. The brain isn't designed to make us happy. So we've got to do things to make ourselves happy, to create happiness, to try anything to improve that. So knowing that, yeah. a, that uh, good gut health means yeah. good mental health. There's things that we have to do. And like I say, knowing that antibiotics kill this good flora. Well, they traumatise your microbiome. Yeah, but the thing is, this, this microbiome, it also influences many, many hormones. And those include things like your thyroid and oestrogen, your stress hormones like cortisol and melatonin. Now, melatonin is the hormone that we create that um, helps to kind of regulate our sleep cycle. So th- the fact is, is that if we don't look after our gut, we don't get a good night's sleep. And then one of the biggest components to anxiety, to stress, to worry, to, to sometimes being a bit, a bit angry or irrational is if you're really, really tired. And that's why I think that's another reason why, you know, we should look after our gut bacteria. Totally, Eva. And, like and cultivate it. Yeah, and I, I'd just like at this point just mention how how I changed my diet to basically stay alive. And so I fasted for a while. And then brown rice, the most basic of foods, I I think a lot of people realise that white rice is actually brown rice that's been processed and then bleached. I mean, it's, you know... believe it. flour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, so I think it's important for everyone to have a small portion of lung grain or basmati brown rice a day. And the fibre in that's really good as well, actually. Yeah, and 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 it's good. But but also what's interesting, because even though vegetables are really important in diet and, and we need them, if you have any inflammatory bowel disorders of any sort, fibrous vegetables can actually cause irritation. So so what I found was that even though broccoli is amazing, I used to have to slightly overcook it because it was too fibrous and it, it caused issues. But also drinking a lot of water. I can't stress how water is so important yeah. to... Uh, but there are, from- there are certain foods that help to to cultivate um, and enhance the good but good bacteria. But we've also got to remember that there's bad bacteria in there that can cause disease and uh, and disharmony in your body and those things yeah. like sugar. So I know that just normal sh- like sugar... Yeah, refined, that actually, particularly refined sugar. Yeah, refined yeah. sugar. That actually feeds... Good bacteria, the bad bacteria rather. So if you've got bad bacteria in your in your colon, that can then lead to disharmony, to feeling unwell, to infections, diseases, etc. 
we're actually by eating a high a lot of sugar yeah. we're actually feeding them so we're cultivating the bad bacteria so it's things like you know definitely that the studies and the research that i've been reading about like i say this topic really fascinates me because you know I love it. they've shown that that, that gut, gut bacteria it significantly kind of influences the communication between your brain and your gut and therefore i think that we've got to do everything we can to protect our, our good bacteria to uh oh let's see Hi, lovely. Hi, lovely. Right. All right. Just hold on a second, right? Uh, you can't talk about gut health and, and just health in general without me getting on my soapbox for a minute about oh, dairy your products. Your dad's on one now. Talking- right, but you know, right? And, and I'm going to say, of all the things, because when I, when I got over my uh, ulcerative colitis and my inflammatory bowel disease, one thing that I found, because I was saying that I brown rice, I introduced one food at a time and I had a food diary and, you know, food diary is really important because so many people go, oh, I feel a bit rough today, I don't know what it is and so on. Well, it's something that you ate yesterday, yeah, right? And if true. you keep a food diary, you know, uh, you can see those patterns and you find out what foods react well with you and what don't. And some foods, and let's be honest, some foods that are supposed to be amazing don't react well with some people, right? But anyway... Dairy, and, and I'll try and be as brief as possible, right? Please. But But dairy was like, made me so ill. And the reason why there's 5,000, you know, I love my animals, there's 5,000 mammals in the world and we are the only one that carries on drinking milk after weaning, right? And it's not even our own milk. You know, if we, if we drank breast milk, it would be more acceptable for me, but cow's milk, because we're told, we're, in, we're told that milk builds strong bones, teeth, and, you know, we're influenced by dairy commercials on TV and so on. But I've got to mention Dr. Michael Clapper, who is a physician, an American physician, and he was brought up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin. But now he's totally on my side in the fact that he says, look, he realised as a doctor that the purpose of cow's milk is to turn a 65-pound calf into a 700-pound cow as rapidly as possible and therefore it's not meant for human beings and the reason being is that uh, in that i'm not even going to call it term, i'm going to call it a white liquid in that white liquid there's hormones <laughs> there's lipids there's proteins there's sodium there's growth factors that a cow needs called igf-1 and they're all there to turn a calf into a big cow and he calls milk and dairy products he calls it baby calf growth fluid Nice. Right. But anyway, if you, as you know, I always say to people, look, cut dairy out of your diet for two weeks. You will notice an immediate yeah, change. Yeah, I think if people re- were to research it, they'd maybe have a little bit of a different, um, a different yeah, viewpoint. But- and obviously all your all we can share is, is kind of what, what's impacted our life. Now, going back to but, that. But, but we just, we, you know, we follow cultural norms and, and we never stop to think about the uh, validity of those things and why we're doing stuff. And which comes back to me saying... We just believe everything that we don't challenge. But before, because Liv was just walking through. Hello. Oh, right, sorry, yeah. Um, oh, I forgot you were there. Yeah, yeah, I, was just, yeah. I told you I was on my saltbox yeah, talking about the area. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your dad, you know what your dad's yeah. like? Um, you, as the family neuroscientist here, I always find it really interesting that, yeah. and, and you, you see it yourself because you sort of come with us on our workshops and you, mm-hmm. so you see it firsthand as well, that a lot of people believe that they can't make the change, that they're stuck in the ways, that they've got this, this anxiety disorder, this negative behaviour, this negative thought process and that, uh, that they can never change. However, and, and, you know, you, you know, just dropping in, you, you've been at Oxford and all, I know that you've sort of it was always cutting edge kind of stuff that you were learning but one thing that really fascinated me and that I that I loved that was kind of another another point in our message that you know you can make a change for the better you can get better you can improve your mental health you can uh, be more positive more upbeat more motivated no matter what you believe because when you told us about like neural pathways neuroplasticity yeah yeah so just to explain that to me again, because I just love this. I think it's great. <laughs> Put me on, on the spot. Um, yeah, no. So neuroplasticity is just basically the idea that we know that the brain can constantly change. So it can constantly create new neural pathways and connections. Um, and it can also lose lose those as well. So basically the brain's really cool in that it makes sure that, you know, we, we're um, using it to its best, its best ability. And it gets rid of anything that we're no longer using and starts creating things that we start using. So like there's, I know there's a really cool study where they uh, looked at London taxi drivers Um, and basically found that they had bigger hippocampuses because that's the part of the brain that's important for navigation and so because they've been practicing navigation over and over again you know as they've been driving that part of the brain had got bigger so basically from your point of view what you're saying there the idea is obviously people can sort of practice more positive thoughts and practice better things then that part of the brain strengthens Um, so they'll create new neural pathways because i'm guessing that the the, the london taxi drivers Uh if they retired and stopped being taxi drivers then those neural pathways because they're not using them anymore would start to weaken. They disappear because yeah. it's called pruning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a process called pruning. And basically the brain's looking at what am I not using right now? Because like I say, it wants to work to the best of its ability. It gets rid of anything. Okay, so let's say, it. for example, we've got a consistent negative thought processes. And even uh-huh. if we believe the negative, but we challenge it. So for every negative thing we say, we think, okay... And it could just be a little game here right now when we're kind of thinking, okay, this is a negative. So what can, how can I put a positive spin on it? Or what is the, even, even if I, I don't know how to put a positive spin, what's the opposite? So let's say I sort of think that, you know, I'm ugly and I then change that to actually, 
I'm, I'm not ugly, even if I didn't quite believe it. But because I'm practicing new behavior is what you're saying that I could create new neural pathways. Potentially, yeah, completely. Um, so, so we could all change, it's, 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 no matter how old. And can, can that happen still in old age? Yeah, like we've done studies with like people in their 80s and, you know, taught them skills. Like, for example, juggling is a really common one they use in studies. Ooh. And they should, there you go. So we can still, so we can still, you know. That's that, something to do at weekends, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> dad, can we tr- teach your dad how to cook? Old yeah. dog, new tricks? Well, maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, so they develop new, new pathways in the brain for how to do that skill and I just love that. that's why so you know you know you hear about people say like oh you should get kids to like learn an instrument when they're younger because it opens up more of the brain that the, the reality of that is they're creating new neural pathways for playing the instrument and that's why that's what people mean by that and um, that's the science behind, behind there you go. so you could, you could still become a proficient tambourine player and the more you do it like with, the, with the study with the uh, taxi drivers the longer <laughs> yeah. they've been taxi drivers the bigger the part of the brain was so yeah. it's literally okay, a complete okay, correlation okay. which is really really cool well thank you that's, that, i just love that i think it's so interesting anyway we're just talking so, yeah, about change your thoughts change your brain yeah exactly it's not like making the change message. there you go that's, <laughs> that's that what it's all message. about um so yeah, we were going back to the just uh, just sort of going back to the gut and about healthy gut, healthy um, healthy mind. There, obviously, there's a, another sort of angle as well. Is that how that, that kind of shows and highlights how your brain and your stomach is is connected, or your gut rather? And then that is so. For example, if you feel anxious, then you might feel that you need to go to the toilet, and that is because there is this kind of uh, communication between the brain and the gut. And when we say that. We feel butterflies in our stomach. That comes from a thought, but yet we feel it in our tummy, yeah. which then leads on to things like IBS. Because people will say quite often to us, well, you know, I've got IBS and, and I'm being told that it's probably caused by anxiety. Well, the fact is, yeah. So when, you, when you've got anxiety, then you release cortisol and that then actually sort of messes with your gut bacteria and, and, and with the gut. Traumatises it. And traumatises it. Can so I ask you, what, what are you reading there? Oh, uh, this. Yes. Yeah, what? Medical yeah. news today. What's yeah. that? Well... <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to talk to you about this. What it was talking about, and I know that we've talked about this before, but you've spoken about it, and I'm like, "Hey, whoa, hang on a second. And so what you're saying, you're coming around to my way of thinking. No, that's I what you're talking about. Well, the thing is, Nick, I can't is this an believe admission? everything that you tell me. Uh, but it was about. Do you remember we talked about fecal transplantation? I love fecal transplantation. <laughs> No, it's honestly, it's it's remarkable. Well, so, no, no drugs needed. Yeah, so what? Just, what, just someone's poo. Yeah, That's all yeah you I need. know. Yeah. But what what they were saying in this article was that a doctor, what they do, obviously, you know, as it says on the tin, a doctor transplants feces from a healthy donor into another person to restore the balance of bacteria in their gut and then it says that they use a faecal transplantation to help treat gastrointestinal infections and other conditions and it says that some medical conditions and antibiotics because they destroy good bacteria a faecal transplant from a healthy donor encourages the recipient's body to grow healthy bacteria and it actually says word for word here which can cure some infections and reduce the severity of certain health problems which i think is really well that's really talking about health problems i was talking to you about the mental health benefits from which, this which because it, yeah, I know that there are people who have had long-term clinical depression, bipolar disorder, and they've had faecal transplants and they've got over it all. Yeah, that's you know that's why I'm excited about it. Yeah, I mean I, I wasn't so excited when you volunteered to somebody that we would go and trial it out 
I think that, that that my my gut bacteria. I've got a happy disposition, so that's because I cultivate my my gut bacteria. Anyway, uh, which is another another thing that I want to talk about, and other ways of cultivating those feel good hormones. So, because obviously that's what it's all about. It's all about you know everything in life is kind of we're moving away from pain and towards pleasure, no matter what it is. So if if you're feeling hungry, then if we're kind of looking at this scale, pain and pleasure, I guess then to eat something would be more pleasurable. So I'm, I'm moving towards pleasure. And even those difficult decisions like doing a tax return. The when thought, have you ever done one of them? Well, never. No, never, because be I always do it. But, <laughs> but talking about gut bacteria, I think that it's something that people should consider supplementing. But a lot of supplements for gut bacteria, they're in the base of a, of a dairy product, right? Which for me just uh, defeats the object. Yeah, but there's loads of other foods that you can eat that help to... So, for example, you've got things like apples and artichokes, blueberries, almonds, pistachios. Um, they're supposed Am to be I good for... Yeah, but they're, they're supposed to be good to cultivate and feed. It's called bifidobacteria. Then you've got... And I've heard a lot about this, about eating fermented foods because they've got like high levels of lactobacillus, which is uh, that bacteria that helps uh, benefit your health. Now, I know, and obviously being Polish, for me, that's dead easy. You know, sauerkraut good bit of bigos which is like a good old polish cabbage dish but you won't eat it will you but it is supposed to be really really good everything that i've read all the research that i've done it's all been very based on listen eat a healthy diet eat loads of fruit eat loads of vegetables eat things for example if you're going to use oil use olive oil vegetables pulses nuts whole grains and all that will help to create a healthy bowel together with water a little bit of brown rice every day and no dairy yeah i know that you're well, really good. anti-dairy no we, good, we don't yeah. do dairy but no. but yeah those are all things that we can do to help cultivate our good gut bacteria now that we know that 90 percent or more of our serotonin is created in, in our gut however there are still things that we can do to help stimulate and release feel-good hormones and i've got to tell you actually this genuinely happened to me this morning so i'm there doing me uh, my online body pump class I'm, I'm there doing my squats and she's this the woman goes something like come on just 10 more. And I'm like, just, just 10, you blinking tyrant. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for flaking out here. And then she goes... And what does she say? Well, then she says, come on, just 10 more. And then, and, and as I'm thinking, you know, you know, you woman, you're a witch, you're a tyrant. I don't know if I can, I can do this. She goes... Uh, now, come on, put a big smile on your face. It'll make it easier. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go with it. So I smiled and then started to laugh because I was laughing at myself, the fact that I'm now feeling smiling? like that I've got paralysis of the bum cheeks and yet I'm laughing and smiling. And it did, I've got to be honest, it did actually make it easier. Now, what that then r- reminded me, and it's something that is, you know, I always think that we don't realise this toolbox of equipment we all have that can make us feel happier. And, and, you know, there have been studies done that have shown that even if you fake a smile or fake laugh, you will, you know, you will actually start to feel better because you're releasing those same feel-good, happy hormones that you would if you were actually doing it. It's a great exercise, Eva, looking in the mirror every morning and smiling and then smiling as big as you can and to the point that you start laughing at yourself because you feel well, stupid. Uh, and right? I've done that so but, many But that times. smile and laughing, great. Yeah, no, so there was, there was, there was that and then obviously gratitude, gratitude yeah. hugging, looking up to the sky helps, looking at old photographs that make you feel happy and, and watching things yeah. that, that will make you laugh. So we have got quite a big toolbox of things that we can use each and every day to make ourselves that little bit happier. And, and and we have all got the capability of putting the effort in. To get the rewards out. And, and as we change. say, we can all make the change. We can.
We will, of course, be back next week. But in the meantime, subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. And I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, were the Speakmans. If you didn't, were Barrett and Eve Fitzpatrick. (laughs) And we're so loving reading your reviews, guys. So do keep those coming over to us uh, or get in touch with us on Facebook, which is the Speakmans official, Instagram at the Speakmans or our Twitter, the underscore Speakmans. What would you like to understand more about? What big changes are you hoping to make? Drop us a message, hashtag making the change, and we'll look forward to hearing from you. So that just leaves us to say thank you so much to our amazing producer, Anushka Tate for Orion Publishing Limited. And of course, to you for listening. So, until next time, keep making the change. Bye. This podcast is not a substitute for medical or psychological intervention, nor is the content intended to replace therapy or medical help or advice. We would therefore always strongly encourage you to speak with your doctor or health professional about how you are feeling and also to inquire about counselling or therapy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.